Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Should we do this? Let's do it. All right, let's start the podcast. Yeah, let's start it. Okay. Hi, Brad. Hi. I don't think I've introduced you in a while in case we have new listeners. That don't know who I am? That's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I'll do my best. Brad is our interim preaching pastor currently. There you go. And you've been on staff for? Uh, seven and a half years. Has it been that long? Something like that. Wow. Yeah, I think I think it was 2016 is I think was, yeah. Okay. Well, when COVID happened, I lost all sense of time. Yeah. Yeah. There's before COVID and after COVID. There is. That two is years exactly. After COVID, so. I find myself daily saying, <laughs> saying, like, that was before COVID. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. anyway, five more minutes. Yeah. Or give me an overview. What did what did we study? Yeah, just to to, to bring us down again. Like yeah. <laughs> Psalm sixty nine yeah. wasn't exactly an up upper you know sort of a sort of situation here. Right. Um, psalm sixty nine is a psalm of lament, but more specifically a, a an imprecatory psalm, which we talked a little bit about on Sunday. It's a psalm crying out to God in pain and frustration and anger, asking for God to act, basically, mm-hmm. and an act both to rescue. Uh, the one suffering, which in Psalm 69 is David, um, probably is the king of Israel at the time, um, and asking for God to judge the wicked. You know, I made a comment in Sunday's message that basically Psalm 69 is David as the king of Israel calling out to God to do what he said he would do in Psalm 1, you know, as far as mm-hmm. making the way the wicked perish and blessing uh, the way of the righteous, that sort of idea. And so he's he's calling down, um, he's praying, basically. It's, it's a prayer. We talked a little bit. I think, I think it was last week when we talked a little bit about the idea that the Psalms are both from God and to God. Yes. You know, it's a vocalization yeah. of what we feel and what we're trying to express. And in some ways, Psalms really does that well, especially Psalm 69, where it allows us to basically express our anger, our frustration to God. Sometimes we feel like we have to kind of hide that from God. Um, but the Psalms give us ways to say that, you know, ways to say, I feel like I'm drowning, you know, ways mm-hmm. to say my... My opponents are attacking me, and I don't know what to do about it. You know, ways to say, Lord, I need your help. Save me, O God, as the whole thing started. Um, And so, yeah, we really focused on that idea of, like, how do we follow through modeling this? How do we express that pain to God? Mm -hmm. How do we examine our own hearts and what's really going on in this situation? How do we ask God for help um, and affirm that evil is evil and sin is sin, and God must judge it? But then ultimately the psalm ends in praise as well as it turns our attention and our hearts back to God deserves to be praised. God is on his throne. God will control this situation. God will rectify it ultimately. Um, and that's where we started to look forward to the messianic idea of finding its fulfillment in Christ. These these hints that that one is coming who will address those issues, as we keep saying in, in this. And in Psalm 69, it was a few different verses. You know, it was... Uh, for the or for zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who have reproached you have fallen on me. Those that language gets used of Christ and the idea of and for my thirst they gave me sour wine to drink. The the New Testament authors pick up on that in the Gospels, um, and speak to that idea too. So even though for all of us we we resonate with the experience of David in Psalm sixty nine, in even a truer way, Psalm sixty nine is anticipating one who experienced the greatest hardship, who was the most innocent, and yet. Going through that hardship did it for our sake to satisfy the righteous justice of God. Yeah. And so a lot of those themes come to their fulfillment, come to be fully understood in the personal work of Christ in Psalm 69. Yeah. It Was there an area um, when you were prepping Psalm 69 that you, you really wanted to focus more on? Because you said at the beginning we weren't—I mean, it was a long psalm. 
Oh, yeah, 36 verses. Yeah, it's long. So was there any part of those 36 verses that you didn't cover fully that you would have liked to on Sunday? Oh, you know, honestly, I didn't feel like I covered any of them as much as yeah. I would have liked to. You know, there's, there's to some part, I mean, I could have preached a four-part sermon on each of the main sections. I was just you could have just stayed on a verse. Yeah, and the good time. thing is we're going to come back to some of those themes. You know, the initial expression of pain mm-hmm. is something we're going to find in other psalms of lament. You know, even in Psalm 40 that's coming up this week, there's going to be some of that same very familiar language. Yeah. You know, even some of the same imagery that we yeah. saw in Psalm 69. Um, so that that idea we're going to try to come come back to the the idea of kind of reflection and where are or who are people ultimately actually opposed to that's a theme that we're going to come back to in later psalms this idea of of looking at our own heart I mean we're going to run into I think it's Psalm 102 that we're going to do here later in the summer that's what's known as a penitent psalm okay. repenting uh, of saying God and that's really verse five you know you know my folly the wrongs I have done are not hidden from you. So we're going to come back to that idea later in the summer. We're going to do another imprecatory psalm. We're going mm-hmm. to come back to some of that language and explain it a little bit more. And this one was an imprecatory this psalm. This one was. And okay. it's funny. I was, I have, I've had a lot of conversations with Troy about that idea. Yeah. We tried to lay out the psalms. Yeah. And he, even this morning we were chatting a little bit about it. And it was like, okay, everybody has kind of different ways to categorize the psalms. Hmm. You know, you can categorize them basically kind of based upon feel. And that's where you have basically praise psalms and lament psalms. And then penitent psalms and imprecatory psalms are like subcategories of lament psalms. Okay. You know, and psalms of ascent, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are basically praise psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, other people categorize them more by like the topic. So the royal psalms would speak to the king, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, history psalms would speak to moments in Israel's history. Like Psalm 118, which is coming up next week, um, is a psalm that would have been used in response to the Passover. Celebration, And it's a look at this historical moment when God was faithful. And so it co-ops Moses' language from Exodus 15 and uses that mm-hmm. to remind God's people that mm-hmm. God will be faithful again. You know, so that's more of a historical psalm yeah. where it co-ops language from Is- or times from Israel's history. So there's a whole bunch of different ways to organize the psalms. And that's where it gets a little bit tricky because you get into an individual psalm and you're like, well, I've got some lament and I've got some imprecatory language and I've got some repentant language. And it's just kind of this mishmash in the same way that that's, that's kind of where our hearts go, yeah. right? Like we're not like right now I'm going to complain to God, you know, and then, <laughs> then I'm going to praise God, you know, and it's all clear. I don't know right. how many people right. are like me, but like you start to pray and you kind of wander all over the, all over totally, the place. Totally. That's and, pretty much every area of my life, but yes. <laughs> yeah, right? Like we resonate with that idea. And so none of them fall neatly into boxes. They just mm-hmm. generally get kind of – and so I've labeled most of them over this summer. Well, that's a, that's a penitent psalm and that's an imprecatory psalm and, mm-hmm. and some of that sort of stuff. Um, but then there's psalms that there's like, okay, it doesn't really fit into one category at all. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Troy was asking me about one of those. He's like, well, what about this? It feels like a whole bunch of different things. And I was like, well, that's yeah. why I didn't label it because yeah. it's kind of a scattering of all these different pieces. Okay. And so um, I, for, I forget your honest – I honestly yeah. forget your original question. <laughs> like, what, were, what were you asking no, me to you, begin well, with? Well, we had got caught on the imprecatory part, but I had said if if there was a portion within the whole 36 oh, verses, that's it. That's it. Yeah. was there – an area you wanted to stay on, you would like to have expounded more on, but like you had pointed out, we probably could have spent several weeks yeah. in this psalm. And Lord willing, we will yeah. you know, spend some time on each of those themes and try to come back to some of them to okay. explain them a little bit more. Because I really did feel like this was just kind of an overview. It introduced the idea of praying in these ways to God. Yes. And I think we'll try to hit some of those themes. And I was going to ask you about that, because one of the things you said was David models how we express our pain to God. Mm -hmm. So it was almost 
Um, I think we touched on it last week that, oh, no, I can't be angry. I can't show my frustration to God. But David is showing us how to do it. But then he brings us back to that reflection on human motives. I think you would use the time where you were a, and I'm going to say it wrong, superintendent of a construction site. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the term. Yeah, that job site superintendent. Okay. Yeah. I, I went to school right away when you said that. I was like, what is he talking about? That's what about? we always called him. I don't know for sure. I'm right. just, that's what we were called. So it's so. not a project manager. Mm-mm. The project is manager is, is typically the person in the office and will manage multiple projects. Okay. The superintendent is like the on-site individual okay. that's coordinating subcontractors, but they'll just be responsible for one. So one. they're like, they're the person, when you drive by a big job site and mm-hmm. you notice they've got a trailer with the big you know, you construction sign, that's where that guy is. Uh, he'll, nice. He or she will be in that yeah. office kind of as the on-site okay. supervision for the and general so contractor. And so you were the barrier of bad news. Yes, I was. <laughs> Frequently. <laughs> Frequently. So it was, a good, it was just a really good analogy because you're like, you know, don't shoot the messenger. But um, human motives, I I was struck by, you know, when we receive criticisms or where we, we are mm. being treated unfairly. A lot of times we go to that person that wronged us. And yeah. and you said, um, I have to look in your notes here. Hold on. When we feel wronged or hurt, what is your first step? Where do you go? And yeah. David walked us through how we should be examining ourselves and yep. then examining the Lord. Is that correct? Yeah. it's it, Well, and it's it's that idea. Um, you know, I mentioned, I think in passing last week, Psalm 4.4, be angry and do not sin. Yeah. Well, how, how are we supposed to yeah. be angry and not sin? How am right? I supposed to say, Lord, I am really frustrated that this is in my life? <laughs> exactly. And it's interesting, too, because that, that phrase goes on in Psalm 4.4. It says, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Mm-hmm. Right? Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so there's this idea, like, we tend to want to vent or express or do something. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, David models that like those emotions are there. To deny them just kind of bottles them up and then they explode on somebody, mm-hmm. right? To acknowledge that they're there, but then rightly orient them is really, really critical. You know, I think of Jesus in the temple, even, you know, I mean, the in Psalm 69, the fulfillment was, you know, the zeal for your house you know, has consumed me, that was one of the fulfillments. And that was said of Christ when he's cleansing out the temple. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what's going on in Jesus's heart in that moment? Jesus right. is righteously angry right. or angry because there's injustice and there's abuse taking place. Like these money changers are fleecing the people of God because they have to come to the temple to offer sacrifices and they're just absolutely abusing them. You know, if you want to talk about systemic injustice, that was a systemic injustice that was going on. And Jesus goes, that is wrong. Yeah. Now, the difference is Jesus in that moment is angry because of God's glory. He's not worried about himself. He's angry because of God's glory. Okay. Now, we as humans, those things get muddled. Yeah. Right? It's like I, I find it very difficult in my own heart to dissect when I am defensive for myself mm-hmm. and when I'm angry because of a, some some real injustice that's taking place. And they those things get really muddled in our own heads. Yeah. You know, but when we express that sort of thing to God rather than venting it to somebody else, that's the right place to take mm-hmm. it. Because right, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Yeah. Right? That's God's job. He can handle that. And and he can help us extrapolate kind of in our own hearts 
that difference, you know, saying, where's the folly of mind that I'm misunderstanding? Where am I misplacing things here? You know, when we take it out on somebody else, we put ourselves in the place of God. We say, I am the judge, jury, and executioner. I can delineate those things, and I can mm-hmm. figure out what is righteous anger and what's not righteous anger. And we forget we're human, and so we're full of faults. Yeah, exactly. We, we cannot have the same eye. Exactly. It, it always takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's those sort of things where we, when we, when we self-justify and minimize our own issues, then it's all the other person's fault, right? right. And we find a way to make it all about, all about us. When we turn it over to God— then we can say, then we can look objectively and say, what was the issue in their heart and what was the issue in my heart? Right. And that sin, that evil is the enemy, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the problem, you know? And, and that's, that's what the psalmist does so well in Psalm 69 is he looks at those things. He says, this is the way I feel. This is honestly where I'm at. But God, search me and know me. Why am I upset? Why am I angry? Oh, I see that they're actually after you. They're not after me. Right. And you just, you feel this progression, you know, in his prayers as he offers this up to God. And I think we would do well to consider that model, to just Mm -hmm. think through some of those components. And, you know, I mean, Jeremiah 17, right, says the heart is desperately wicked, right? Who can know it? Well, there's only one that can know it, God. Right? So he's the one that can extrapolate those things. Mm-hmm. We get very confused and very messed up when we try to do it in our own heads. And I think you just answered my next question, the application part. How, yeah. do we, how do we take Psalm 69 and apply it practically? And I think it is just reading it and hiding that word in your heart. And, and that should be our first reaction versus mm-hmm. why am I offended? Why, yeah. why am this pain? But you also said... The ultimate purpose for any pain we experience in this life is God's glory and our good. Yeah. And I think about those times where I've been challenged and I thought, I always think, I will I will take this pain and, and give it purpose because yeah. it, it's all for God's glory. Yeah. And so I think that's our application is just hiding these words in your heart and, and praying that that's what comes to mind first is we put ourselves yeah. aside. Well, and I, I would encourage people, think through these steps. And we're going to come through these steps in Lamentations Homes again in the future. But think through these ideas. Like when, when I feel the way David felt, mm-hmm. right, when I feel that way. And that is uh, that imagery again at the beginning of the psalm. Yeah. I mean, truly try to visualize what he is saying there. Yeah. When, He's not doing so good. When I am overwhelmed, <laughs> when I am destitute, when I feel I'm being despised. You know I mean? When I feel those things, that's where my introduction was so short. Is it like, I don't need to introduce this a whole lot. You guys are going to resonate with this as soon as I start reading it, you know, sort of a thing. And I think we do. We experience these things all the time. When I said mm-hmm. this is essentially quintessential to being a human, well, yeah, it is in a fallen world, right? And so we all know that experience. When we mm-hmm. feel that way, we we have a couple options. Like we can we can lash out, mm-hmm. right? Or we can internalize, you know, there's a lot of things we can do, but I would encourage us to walk through those steps. Say, how do I explain that? Like, God, this is the way I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I feel whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? And then say, okay. And then what does the psalmist do next? He says, Okay, let's let's examine motives. Lord, search me and know my heart. What is right and what is wrong in this? Mm-hmm. You know, where am I at? And what's really going on for them? You know, the person that's hurt me, mm-hmm. you know, and then walk through the next thing. You're saying like, Lord, if this is unjust, deliver me mm-hmm. from it. And recognizing that he may not do it tomorrow, but ultimately yeah. in the grand scheme of history, he will set the record straight. That's right. Right? It will become clear. Mm-hmm. And and even the imprecatory section, where, where I want to cautious people or caution people against is 
praying down the imprecatory sections on a specific situation in their life, right? Like, okay. Jennifer hurt me, yeah. right? Like, all of the language, right? <laughs> Make her table a snare right. and all this stuff. I don't think that's what it's intended to be, but like, generically towards sin. Okay. Like, this is the evil. Like, recognize how. Because again, we're trying to make it personal. Yes. <laughs> if we do that, you know. Yes. Recognize how evil sin is as rebellion yeah. against God and, and join with God. Like, try to bring our hearts into conformity with, like, God sees sin as evil. Mm-hmm. And so you read through in the New Testament, you know, some of those vice lists, mm-hmm. you know, in like in Galatians mm-hmm. or, or places like that. And we're like, yeah. this stuff is an affront to a righteous and holy God, and we ought to share his disdain for anything mm-hmm. that besmirches the name and the glory of Christ. A lot of that comes from our own heart. Yeah. And like when we call down that sort of wrath on sin, then all of a sudden the mirror very quickly gets reflected and be like, oh, and some of that's true of me too. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what Christ had to die for, you know, and that's where God's righteous wrath and justice fell on him for the sin that's in my own heart. You know, and I think I think that changes it. It allows us to see the imprecatory psalms, but more than that, it not not as a justification for the the vengeance we feel. You know, uh, <laughs> there's a movie I watched a while back, and I'm not necessarily recommending it. It's it's a remake of an old western, The Magnificent Seven. Okay, yep, they um, did remake that's that. Come out recently, and there's a yep. line in that movie that's intriguing. This this lady's husband gets killed, okay. and so she hires, and their land is getting stolen by this you know evil land baron whatever, and and she hires these these guys to come in and kind of rescue them. Okay, right, and the leader asks her at one point, "What do you want? Like, mm-hmm. what do you want from us?" And she says, "I seek righteousness, but I'll settle for vengeance." Mm-hmm. And too often, that's true of our own heart. Like right. we we think we want justice. But when we take it into our own hands, we'll settle just for vengeance. That's pretty powerful. Like that's true. But when I, God takes true. it, He's not worried about vengeance. Right. It's always absolutely just. Mm-hmm. And so we can say, well, what would be just? Well, for Him to obliterate every person who ever lived on the face of the earth is that is st- stood in rebellion against Him. That would be absolutely just. But instead, He chooses to show mercy and He chooses mm-hmm. to pour out His vengeance on Christ instead of on us. Mm-hmm. And, and when we, like, look at it through that lens and be like, their sin is not worse than mine, it changes our whole paradigm. Right. Like, and so that's where I think the imprecatory sections are even helpful. But It then, knocks us down a few pegs, too. That's exactly it. Yeah. You know, it's this reminder, you know, that the, there is no sin in the existence of mankind that I am not, but for the grace of God, fully capable of doing Amen. myself. And yeah. I mean any sin. Yeah. Like we tend to think, well, I would never be a Hitler. Well, yes, you would. <laughs> like yeah, right. short of short of the grace of God, Absolutely. yes, you would. Absolutely. That is the human condition. That is the human heart. And so recognizing that in the imprecatory Psalms, especially, and recognizing that language and and sharing God's hatred of evil and sin, but also sharing the the mercy that comes from that falling on Christ instead of us. And that turns us in worship. Like that turns us and back then to the last section. That mercy and yeah. Is expressing joy and thanksgiving yeah. that like God, you didn't give to me mm-hmm. what I deserved mm-hmm. for my own sin. And that praise of saying, like, all of creation is worshiping you, Lord, because you deserve the glory. Uh, and, and ending, you know, so as, as we're praying through that thing, I would encourage us. It's, it's not intuitive for us. We don't naturally pray in those terms. Right. But following that model mm-hmm. and trying to train our hearts to walk through those steps, mm-hmm. 
to be not afraid to express things to God, to not be afraid to ask for deliverance and examine our own heart, to be not afraid to call sin, sin, and, and then to express praise and worship in God and, and let that be ballast for our hearts in those difficult moments. I'm a visual learner here. So as you're going through it, I'm like, okay, I need to write this down. It's, it's this like step-by-step process. Mm-hmm. And I think the application of that is learning that process. Yeah. Yeah. And just walking through it and not yeah. being afraid to, to do those steps. And, and being vulnerable enough. To use the Psalms as language. To say inwardly. Yeah. Could I be at fault? Yes. <laughs> Yes, and that is a hard step. That is a hard. That's a hard step. And <laughs> and his step. his comment, I think, in verse six is it where is where it was, this idea that like, don't let your people fall under reproach because of me. Hmm. Like this idea that his concern was more for God's glory and the people of God than it was even for his own reputation. And those are things that don't come intuitively, but as we pray through it, mm-hmm. God helps orient our heart. Yeah. So this Sunday, you're going to be suffering in the mountains. I yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be. I wasn't planning it, but I, I'm not gonna be here. Um, actually, my dad's gonna be preaching on Psalm 40 this Sunday, so I'm gonna be a little sad. I'm gonna miss it. We're gonna see some familiar language. Yeah. Psalm 40 is a psalm of lament, okay. so we're gonna see some things that are very, very similar. It talks about a pit of destruction, a, a miry bog. You know, some of this same language. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it talks about where do we put our trust. It talks about um, sacrifices and offerings. There's, there's there's some really interesting things in yeah. Psalm 40 that I think we're going to enjoy, but it's going to be another kind of lament, okay. hard week. Now, two weeks from now, Psalm 118 is our first praise psalm. So that, that's going to be like, here we go. Now we get to kind of go in the opposite direction. But there's, there's some really good stuff in Psalm 40 as well. That's so. great. And so um, Chuck is going to be preaching your dad, yes. right? Yes, he will be. Yep. He will and be. you and your beautiful bride will be on the high school camping trip. We will be on the road yeah. at, you know, nine, whatever, when, when it's time to, to start right. the message. And so. I said camping trip, but high school camp. You're not actually camping in tents. No, 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 no. That's not my cup of tea. That's now. Now, I don't know that it'll feel a whole lot different for my wife, you know, at 30 weeks pregnant that right. she's going to be going, right. yay. Yeah, I can't even know. imagine a long car ride in that. So we'll be <laughs> praying for Jenna. We've we've done it before. We yeah. did this with Josiah too. So yeah. it'll be yeah. it'll be good. I'm looking forward to well, it. That's great. It'll be a great time in ministry and bonding with the students. And, yeah, I pray that's the case. And um, Make sure you take lots of pictures of the mountains for those of us who like the mountains. We will. Okay. Well, we will see you next week. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Midweek in the Word Sunday Recap. This is a production of Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. We'll be back next week with a new recap and a forward look to our Sunday sermon. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We leave you with this encouragement out of 1 Corinthians 1.9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We'll see you next week as we sit down with Pastor Brad for another episode of Midweek in the Word Sunday Recaps.